Greetings everyone, Francis Fernando here. So today we are going to be addressing the question that many real estate investors have. Hey, should I buy and hold or should I buy and flip? And as much as I hate the answer, it depends. That really is my answer today, is it depends. It depends on many factors. So I'll speak to what I do personally. I have been able to create an infrastructure for myself to be able to do both. Now, I know many of you that have heard me speaking about real estate, you know I always talk about having a niche. Get into real estate, pick a niche, pick a, pick a lane, Pick the type of real estate that you want to get into, whether it's buying and flipping, whether it's condos, whether it's single family homes, multifamily, large syndications, whatever your area of expertise is or your desire is, pick it and stick with it. Um, but when you start building up your infrastructure and you start building up your sense of confidence and you have the network and the know-how, then you can start adopting other mechanisms because you have what's called economies of scale and so what uh, what I do now is because of my economies of scale because of my confidence in the market my initial strategy was buy and hold but because I bought and hold and at the same time I owned a large property management company that had the infrastructure to manage to maintain to repair those properties then I opened the floodgates into a few select buy and flip opportunities. So in my case, I have always done both. I've done buy and holds, buy and flips. In your case, if you are looking at a buy and hold, here are some sort of metrics that I look at from a buy and hold perspective. If the rents are really strong and if the market rates, the uh, interest rates of money is cheap, rents are strong, money is cheap, and I'm able to get a, a, a fairly decent deal. And I have, very important, I have the infrastructure in place. In other words, this property is not going to be a burden to me. Either I have my own property management company or I have systems or experience on how to manage real estate, which is super, super important. Or I have partnered with a property manager and I understand how to manage my manager, then likely I'm going to have that property as a buy and hold because I like creating generational wealth. So I will likely buy that and create a nice effective cash flow stream and draw the benefits of leverage and draw the tax benefits associated with uh, long-term holding of properties. Now, on the flip side, if it's a buy and flip, no pun intended, if it's a buy and flip, if there are certain market indicators, such as, hey, I have borrowed short-term money, so my interest rates are high, or the institutional lenders, the rates are rather high. Um, the rental market is sort of soft, so I'm not really getting a big bang for my money. But there is a strong a need. There's a there's a term in real estate known as DOM. Just ask your your real estate agent. DOM stands for days on market. And if the real estate market is strong, the DOMs are really low. In other words, as soon as a property hits the market, it flies off the market. So the days on market are really low. So if the days on market are really low, then I will likely 
qualify that property in my own internal mechanism to say, this is likely a buy and flip. When I look at having a weak rental market, so there's really not a heck of a lot of strong renters with a strong ability to pay rents, um, and I've borrowed short-term hard money or the institutional lenders are charging high rates, days on market are good because there's a lot of first-time home buyers that are looking to buy properties, then I will likely do a buy and flip. So I hope this video was of value to you. Again, in summary, it's really open to your strategy. It really depends. If you have the infrastructure to do both, I really encourage you to do both. But on the flip side, if you are new at this, pick a lane. Pick a lane, try it out. And I always say to those that are trying this out for the first time, try it out. And if the property ends up being a cream puff, you always have the opportunity to convert a buy and hold into a uh, a buy and hold into a buy and flip and vice versa a buy and flip into a buy and hold you can always change midstream you just want to make sure that you do your numbers and you have your analysis on both sides of it one more piece of advice that i'd like to give you as i'm leaving this episode here is if you are doing a buy and flip and that's your choice and you're doing your analysis. There's this rule called the 70% rule. It's known as 70% of ARV value. So you wanna be making your offers and running your numbers at 70% of ARV. ARV stands for after repair value. So let's just use a quick example. Let's say the property value on the market all fixed up is about 200,000 but the property needs about $50,000 worth of work. My offer on that property would be 70% of 200,000 less the 50,000 repair. That should equate to, real quick when I'm doing the math, that should equate to roughly 90,000, but you may wanna check my math. But again, it's 70% of the 200,000 less 50,000. So that should equate to roughly 90,000. So you want to follow that 70% ARV uh, uh, rule. Along with following that 70% ARV rule, you also want to have what I call that contingency strategy. Hey, if that doesn't work, if I'm not able to turn around and flip and sell that property, what is my plan B? Is my plan B to hold that as an asset? And if you can convert that into a buy and hold, what kind of return on investment are you going to get? So it's important to analyze both um, as much as you are pursuing one. Just make sure you analyze both.